talk about living in the Spirit, okay? Some people were like, okay, living in the Spirit. We tell people, oh, I just, just live in the Spirit. God, you know, what does that mean? We do not, we think, okay, what, is this, what does this mean? What does it mean to live in the Spirit? So when we live in the Spirit, we live in this passion to reveal Jesus. That's really what it means. Like, we want people to see Jesus. If we're living in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God is a Father, the Spirit that, lives in, that He said, I'm sending you a helper. So if we're going to live with that in us, we're, what do we want to reveal? We want to reveal Jesus. So how we live, what our Spirit looks like, we want it to look like Jesus looks. You know? I do not want my Spirit to look like the snake at the tree. Has it looked that way at times? Probably. If you catch me at night and I, you wake me up, it might look like that. Catch me when I need a Snickers? It might look like that, you know? But so when we're living in the Spirit, it means we want to reveal Jesus to the world. And we don't have to, it doesn't mean going up and being like, oh, Jesus, Bible, God, Jesus, Bible, God. You know what I mean? That's not what it means. It doesn't mean that every other word has to be just, I went to the store, and then you know Jesus, and then I got some bread, and you know, like Jesus was with me. You know, that's, doesn't that sound, if we talked like that, and made Jesus the every other word, that's probably not going to look like the Spirit. That's probably going to look weird and creepy to people if you use Jesus, Bible, or God every other word, right? We've got to live in the Spirit. What does that look like then? Okay, what does it look like to reveal Jesus to the world? You know, our lives need to point back to who we are in Christ. Matt talked last week about our old self, the selfish, you know, self. That's dead. We're alive to Christ. So what does that look like when it points back? When people see our lives, it, it always reflects Jesus. When they see us, they see his nature, his attributes. It always reflects back. To live in the Spirit, we have to abide in the presence of God. How many of you guys have heard that word abide and you're thinking, I kind of know what it means, but I, you know, it's kind of like old school and we're like, oh, what does, yeah, I abide in Christ. And you're like, well, tell me the definition. And people are like, well, it means, I don't know, like be with. So I thought, you know what? We're told to abide in the presence of Christ. What does that mean? I want to be in, in God's presence. So abide means to accept or act accordingly with the rules, decisions, or accommodations. So you made a decision that you're like, you know what, I don't know really how to run my life. God sent his son, he's amazing, he died for me, I'm giving my life to him. You know, it means to comply with who God is, to hold, to conform, to stick to, to stand by, to heed and acknowledge. So now when you have abide, you have something. So we need to stick to the presence of God. You know, when you go with your kid to the store when they're little, they better stick right by your side or they know what's happening. They're getting some cheese with that wine, right? You know, because they need to stick by you. When we're to be in the presence of God, we're holding tight to who he is. We abide in the presence of God by upholding, acknowledging, and standing by his nature in every circumstance. Okay, so his nature is not grumpy. I know, it's hard to believe, right? You know, his nature is not rude. It's not gossipy, it's not angry, it's not self-seeking. So when we abide in Christ and we begin to look like him, when we are rude and angry and gossipy, we're not looking like Christ. So how do we, how do we get 
from those moments to, wow, kindness and goodness. You ever meet someone and you're like, oh, they're nice. Then you meet someone and you're like, they're just good. They are good people. How many, you guys know the difference between good and nice, right? Yes. Nice people, bleh, you know. <laughs> good people, awesome. You see the re, you know, who they are. Nice people, they can put on a nice smile while they're stabbing you in the back, right? I said, it's like those friends, you know, you get in a fight and, you know, they're in the fight with you with people, but while you're down, they take your wallet. I got your back. I also got your wallet. <laughs> you know? Um, so we want to be good. God is always good. And that's what his nature looks like. He's never, he doesn't punish us. He doesn't say, well, you know, Christ didn't die for that sin. So, you know, you have to do this or this, you know, to be absolved of that. He's saying, no. Everything about me is good. If it isn't good, you, are, you don't have to figure out if God's talking to you. If it's not good, is it God? No, that easy. Bad, not God, good, God. Okay? Simple. Should I do this? It feels wrong. It's probably not God. Okay? I know we've made it more complicated, but really if God is goodness and it's not, if it's something that is evil in the world, it's not God. It's that simple. There's good and there's evil. So um, in John 5.17 it says, But Jesus replied, My Father constantly does good, and I'm following his example. We have a great example to follow. You know what I mean? Sometimes we'll stumble, but he's still there like, You got this. He's saying he's always good. Follow his example. Look like him. You know what I mean? Like your kids, when they're little, they want to be just like you, you know. And, you know, they, when you're a dad and you have a son, he wants to do everything you do. You know, they see you shaving. You always see those, like, commercials and stuff where they don't, they have, they don't have the razor, but they're, they got the shaving cream. They want to be like dad, you know what I mean? You know, little girls, they'll put a pillow in their tummy, like, I'm going to be a mommy, you know. Because they want to be like mom. They want to do things. They want to be like their mom and dad. So God said, I want you to be like me. Because you're my creation, and I love you, and this is who you really are. So, abiding releases exponential life while keeping us grounded in God's nature. It's giving us, we're not just surviving, we're living, we're growing, you know what I mean? I, I look at my life and I'm thinking, I get to have joy and peace and all of that. I'm not thriving for it or chasing after it. It is there. And it keeps, it keeps me grounded when I'm with him. When I start stepping out of that peace, I know. Because I am grounded, I'm, I'm attached to, I'm holding on to who God is. Matt talked the last couple of weeks, he's been talking about, you know, getting rid of the old self, having, being new. And because in Christ we are a new creation. Our old self is dead. Now, that old self likes to, you know, it's kind of like on the zombie movies. Have you guys, I'm, I'm a little obsessed with zombie movies. Like, you know, they think, it's, they think it's dead and then it crawls to them. Sometimes our old life likes to do that to us. We're like, I'm free, I'm free. And we turn around and it's crawling after us. It's like, oh, no, you're not. Remember this, remember this, remember this. And Christ's like, no, that isn't you. That is a dead thing which you need to cut off from your life. That is not who you are. And anyone who says otherwise, they're going to talk to me because I'm your dad. Not me, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what Christ says about you. That's what God says about you. But see, we have a responsibility to live our new life in public. 
Because sometimes it's really easy to live your new life here because I know you all are going to accept me no matter the crazy things I do. You know what I mean? It's really easy to live that life here. But God's like, I'm giving you responsibility. I've given you freedom. Freedom doesn't mean do whatever you want. Freedom means come into accountability to me. You've given your life to me because you see that I have wisdom. It's going to be better. I have goodness only for you. I only have good things for you. He said, but you know what? He's not a slave driver. You know what I mean? God's not controlling. He says, what I want for you is to be responsible. It's your responsibility. You know what? I gave you this life freely. Now it's your responsibility to walk it out publicly with or without the microphone. Yeah, it's easy up here to talk about God. On Sunday, everyone expects me to talk about God and Jesus, right? When you come to church, if I talk about my shoes, I might talk about my shoes, but if that's all I talk about... You might be like, I don't know what just happened, but she just went on for 30 minutes about her shoes. You know? When you come here, yeah, these are pretty amazing shoes. <laughs> They're my favorites. Um, but when we come to church, it's really easy when you got the microphone here and you're like, oh, God is this, and he's so awesome, and, and we're worshiping, and I'm thinking, that's right, God, you know, he is holding me strong. I'm not going anywhere. It's like, yeah, I got this. You know, we expect to hear about God. But he's saying, hey, with or without that microphone, at home, at home, sometimes I want to be like, Jesus, can you close your eyes for a minute? (laughs) Because I'm tired, and I'm hungry, and my kids aren't listening, and they're going, mom, 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 and never saying anything, just mom. Usually, mom, dot, 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 right? Something comes after mom, I'm pretty sure, you know? But, you know, at home, he's saying, What are you reflecting? Are you abiding in me? At work? What do you look like? I've had people come up to me, and they're like, you know, you believe in Jesus, don't you? And I'm like, maybe. Come and check it out. Or they'd be like, don't you go to that church? I'm like, you should come see what we do. You know? Because I don't have to talk about Jesus, the Bible, or God. Because when I abide in Christ, I just look like his nature. Your kindness, your love, your goodness begins to go out at work, you know, at school, social media. Jesus understands social media, guys. Don't think when you log on to Facebook, it's like, oh, he doesn't, you know, Jesus is old school. He doesn't understand this, so I can post whatever I want. doesn't really work that way, you know. He's the creator of all human beings, so the humans that understood, put that together, their brains, God created their brains, so I'm pretty sure he's like the ultimate tech guy, okay? He understands. So we can't go on social media and and post all this stuff and, and start these arguments, you know, Facebook fights, they crazy. You know, what do we look like outside of this room? Because sometimes we look this way when we're these people, and we look this way when we're these people, and we look this way, you know what I mean? And he's saying, if, you're, if you abide in me, your nature will be continuously the same. You might have a little glitch there here and now and again, but the more time you spend with him, the more you're going to reflect his goodness. You know, it's not just church where everyone understands and comes to hear about Jesus, you know, because we come here because we want to know. We're like, we just want to get taught. We want to get encouraged. You know, we want to get built up because we want to be able to go out into our lives and reflect that. That's why I come to church and to see all you guys because you guys are a beautiful bunch of people. 
We do have the most beautiful church. Don't tell anyone else. Don't tell anyone else. But we do. You know, um, in Second Timothy it says, So my son, throw yourself into your work for Christ. So this is out of the Message Bible. It says, Pass on what you heard from me, the whole congregation saying amen, to reliable leaders who are competent to teach others. When, they are, when the going gets rough, take it on the chin with the rest of us. The way Jesus did. A soldier on duty doesn't get caught up in making deals at the marketplace. He concentrates on carrying out orders. An athlete who refuses to play by the rules will never get anywhere. It is the diligent farmer who gets the produce. Think it over. God will make it all plain. They're saying, hey, throw yourself. You are a new creation Christ. Throw yourself into what he says, what he says about you. If you don't know what he says about you, 66, right? 66 books of the Bible. Those of you that are teachers. <laughs> um, you know, he, taught, he is in every single book. His nature is in every single scripture. You want to know what it means to put yourself in there? I like it when it says, take it on the chin, because you're going to. You live for Christ, and people, guess what? When people, when they don't want to live in goodness, they're not going to like you. You're going to be so nice to them, and it's going to make them mad. I just remember my life, and people are like, I just hate Sarah Richards because she, she's always talking about Jesus. And I'm like, oh, man, that's the best way to make you mad. It could be worse, you know. That's the worst thing you've got to say about me. Bring it. You know, we're not going to go off doing something else. Oh, a soldier is supposed to be on duty, it says. He's not going to st- leave his post and be like, oh, two for a dollar? Apple pies? Yes. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? He's saying that's the way we, are, we need to be. When we abide in, in Christ, we are with him always. We need to act like he is with us, live like he is with us, no matter where we are. When you're driving on the freeway, he's still there. And you're trying to find other words that would be goodness. And you're like, son of a monkey. <laughs> Banana peel orangutan, whatever it is, you're trying to put something in there and you're thinking, because you know what? My new nature doesn't act like that. That's not who I am. We do not need to use or abuse God's, because God's love and grace for us is there all the time. We don't want to live in sin to make that an excuse, you know? Just because he loves us and his grace is always there, we're not going to use and abuse that. Like, oh, it's, they'll be fine. He'll be fine with it. He still loves me. Yes, he does. We're not going to use who we are and be like, well, you know, I go to church, whatever. I'm just real. Seriously, that's like the worst thing. I'm just being real. Yeah, you're being a real banana peel. <laughs> right? I'm just real. That's who I am. It's like, no, that is not who you are. And that is your de- old dead man. Cut it off. You don't need to be dragging something dead around because you're stinky and you're gross. You ever see roadkill? I do not want roadkill attached to my ankle, dragging it around everywhere. We're not going to use and abuse the grace and the love that God has given us. He's not going to take it away, even if we do, but we don't want to abuse that because we love him. We know what he's done for us. We know that he has a better way, a better mind, a better thought process than we could ever have.
being real. <laughs> I'm just being real. It's who I am. No, being real is being Christ-like because the real you is real new. Because you're in a real relationship with Jesus where you're accountable to him. If you're married, you're accountable to, to your husband or wife. You don't go leave for four or five days and not call them. Right? Matt doesn't go five minutes without calling. <laughs> he loves. He is like definitely like the most connected person. I'm like, I'm making dinner. I can't talk to you right now. And he's just like, I love you. And I'm like, okay, you know. We're in a real relationship. That's who you really are. You're in a real relationship with Christ, and you're accountable to Him. You're His bride. The body of Christ is His bride. That's your husband. You check in. I love you. You know. You don't just go and be like, hey, I just spent $10,000 on a car. Didn't even say nothing to you. You know what's going to happen there? Those of you that aren't married, that's what happens. Right? Like if you're like, oh, we've both been saving this money and say anything. Unless it's like a surprise. You know what I mean? Like my husband, he surprised me with a beautiful sapphire ring. You know what I mean? Like you're good. But like if you don't have food on the table and they go by, you know, like a video game system or something, you're like, you know, your head might spin all the way around. I don't know. <laughs> you know, because we're accountable to them. We don't just be like, oh, I'm going to leave for three days, and you don't know who's, who's getting the kids up for school, you know, who's going to make them lunches, things like that. You don't do that. Why do we do that to Christ? Why are we like, oh, I'll see you next Sunday. Wait till you see what I post on social media today. You're not going to like it, but it doesn't matter because you're not with me, right? I'm not abiding with you. It's not being real. Our relationship with Christ is what is real. You know, he is good, he's a good teacher, he's a friend, and he's our king. Which means we show him honor. It's awesome because he gets to be, we're like his bride. And then he's our teacher, you know. So, you know, we sometimes try to throw spitballs and he's like, knock it off, you know. He's got eyes in the back of his head. He's our friend, we get that buddy-buddy, we're laughing together, but he's also our king. Which we honor and have respect for. You know, you don't wear pajama pants when you go to meet the king, right? You know, we have honor. When you see things royalty on TV, you know, they don't, they come up and, and they're presentable. And that's how we're going to present ourselves to Christ. Because we are flawless through his blood. That was good. So our authority, our influence, our maturity lies in our accountability to Christ. How many of you guys like to have some authority in your life? Like, don't like people to walk over you? You'd like, I do. I'm, I like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I work with preschoolers. And I'm, <laughs> I'm bigger than you. I'm telling you, you know. But they'll tell me all the time, well, I'm skinnier than you. So they got me there. What do they wear, like a tutti? I don't know. <laughs> oh, side story. I was at a pool with a friend, and, and we were talking about you know, um, people are like, oh, I have little kids, I just have baby fat. And one of my kids is like, oh, what do you have? I said, I just have mature baby fat. It's just mature. I've just grown in the things I've got. You know, so it's just maturity. So anyone says anything about you, be like, I just have mature baby fat. Baby fat is healthy. It's just matured. So that was a side note just for you guys so you have something to say. If someone ever comes at you with something like that, you got an answer for them. So our authority, our influence, I love to have influence with people. Don't you guys? When someone, like, listens to what you say, like, you know what I mean? They got, they understand, I love to have it. And I like to be mature. There are times I'm not, 
but I, I want to be able to interact. I don't want to be like a three-year-old running around. You know, some of us have had the experience with people, co-workers, or things like that. I want to be mature. So his, our, our power in our maturity comes through because Christ has power that comes through our behavior. His power that he gave us, his authority, when we act like him, we're going to have influence, we're going to have authority, and we're going to grow up. Okay? You can stay a baby. You know what? You could, you could say, I love you, Jesus. I know you died on the cross for me. And you can stay there. You can live your life exactly how you were. You could live in, I mean, you're like, I love you. God covers you. He loves you. And you can stay a baby. You don't ever have to learn anything about him. Nobody's going to make you. But you can stay a baby all you want, and that's okay. And his love for you will not change. You can do the same stupid thing every day and stay there and choose to stay there. And he, his love for you will not change. So never think that it's by your works that you get anywhere. He loves you the same as he loves me, the same as he you know, loves each person it is not by the work. So if you say, I love you, God, accept you into my heart, and you accept Jesus as your Savior, and that's all you do, his love for you does not change. His grace for you doesn't even change. He still has love and grace for you no matter where you are. So if you're like, I just want to stay a baby. I want to be immature. I want to be self-absorbed. God says, I still love you. But I'll tell you what, the people around you don't want to change diapers and play dollies forever. I don't call up my friends now and be like, hey, Mel, do you want to come play Barbies with me? That would be weird, right? Hey, Mercy, do you want to play baby dolls? Nicole, you want to trade stickers? Okay, does that sound ridiculous? It does to me as I'm saying it. Polly Pocket. Oh, wait, that's Hot Pocket. <laughs> See, this is how you... But I don't call up my friends. I say, hey, do you want to have dinner? Do you want to hang out? Would you like to go to this awesome women's conference we go to? Would you, you know what I mean? That's what I do. You want to come to a cool jewelry party, which I got amazing earrings at. Um, those are the things we do now. If I called them up and said, do you want to play Barbies? They would say, Sarah, hey, um, are you okay? Something wrong with you? What's going on? That would be weird. Or they think I would play in a joke. Because I don't want to stay a little kid and a baby. I want to grow in the things of Christ. So that's the way it should be in him too. If we abide in him, we're not going to stay a baby playing with dolls forever. We're going to grow up. We're going to move into adult things in the body of Christ. Now the difference with a body of Christ and physical maturity is some people come in as a baby at 10 some people come in as a baby at 60 okay but a six-year-old they could be and you choose how fast you come into adulthood in christ you can stay a baby and his love for you won't change you can be an adult and his love for you won't change your life your everyday your relationship your influence and your authority will change because if I start, came up here and I got a bunch of dolls out and I just started playing with them the whole time, I don't think many of you would come back. If I said, hey, come up here, play Barbies with me, <laughs> that would, you'd be like, mm, I don't really know if I want to keep coming back to this church. Because all she does is play with Barbies and she always makes me be skipper, you know. <laughs> Those of you that are girls that play with Barbies, you know, you know. 
hard life, hard life. I always had to be skipper. Or the ones that the older sisters cut their hair off. You can be this one. You know? Or they, like, colored in the eyes with, like, black markers or things. Okay. You guys may not know, but I had four older sisters and four older brothers. All my dolls were messed up. (laughs) I didn't. So. Because the people around you, we don't, they don't want to change diapers. They want to see you grow. They want to be like, uh, they want you to have influence. They want you to have value and greatness. I want to have a friendship. Be like, you're amazing. Go with that. Keep going. I don't have to be like, hey, did you read your Bible? What does Jesus say about that? I do not want to do that. I want you to grow because you're accountable to Christ. So with our new life, we need to grow. We need to be accountable, you know, to Christ in our behavior because that brings maturity. You say, oh, what do I want to be when I grow up? Living in the Spirit says, I want to be like Jesus when I grow up. You know, you're a little kid, you wanted to be, you know, I am not anything near any of the things I wanted to be when I was little. Because I was just a baby and I thought everything was fun. I didn't realize it cost money to do this. You had to deal with blood if you deal with animals. They might, if you were a vet, I'm like, I'll be a vet. Animals die, so I couldn't do that. Um, you know what I mean? So, but when you're a kid, it's like, oh, I get to hold all these animals. It's like, that's an immature thought. He's, but when we think, what do I want to be when I grow up? In the Spirit, the Spirit says, I want you to be like Christ. You know, to be like him, you got to know how to listen to him and make your life accountable to what he did. Everything is in God's word. You know, it's that old saying, you know, we learn to crucify ourselves to sin, to rebellious habits. Most of our problem is just habits that have, rebellion just comes from habits that we've done for so long and we're like, I'm not changing that. You know, I remember the first time I grew up in like old school Catholic, you know, like you wear a dress. And I remember the first time my mom's like, I want you to play a tambourine. I was like, you know, everyone didn't like me for a long time. My mom's like, you're doing it. And and we sang like fun songs and I played a tambourine. She made me stand up in the um, the balcony because she figured everyone would be like, angry with me so she didn't want anyone to see me but I played a tambourine you know and that was like <gasps> this new thing because it became a habit like this is what we do we do this song and if it has more you know what I mean and here my mom you know she's like no you can do it you know what God you know in the Bible it talks about it do it so it was really cool because my mom gave me freedom to branch out in who Christ made because she didn't want that to become a habit because then we become rebellious when God says, I want you to do this. We're like, no, this is how I've always done it. You told me last time to do it like this. And he's like, I know. But you've grown up, and now you're going to do this. We need to remain in who Christ is and what he does, what he's like. You know the old WWJD? That's it. What would Jesus do with the woman at the well? He's not going to look down and be like, you don't even know me. You missed, you know, synagogue three times, you know. He's like, yeah, well, at least you're honest. Yeah, your life, it is messed up. That's a hot mess, lady. But, you know, you didn't lie to me. Thank you. But I'm going to tell you how to get from here to there now. That's how Jesus acts. He didn't look his nose down at her. He didn't, the woman at the well. He didn't be like, don't you come in here. Don't you know who you're standing next to? 
He didn't act like that. What would Jesus do in your situation? He does not get out of the car and start yelling at the person who doesn't know how to move. You know what I mean? He doesn't do that. You know, he probably just parts it like Moses. <laughs> you know, how does Jesus feel about you and about me, about all of us? You know, when we begin to starve ourselves from encounters with Christ, we become rebellious. Rebellion is really, if you look at sin, that's the easiest one to come under. When we starve ourselves from Christ, encounters with him, we become rebellious. And that old nature rises up, and no one's going to tell me, blah, 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 I'm my own self. It's like, how's that working out for you? Begin to bring around that stinky, dead nature. That's not attractive to anyone. Dragging something dead behind you is not attractive to anybody. Unless you're Mercy's dog. That's... <laughs> no but he still stinks. You know, we don't want to do that. I don't want to, like the way I used to be, like I'm thinking, oh, threatening. Like when I was a kid, I'm like, I will hit you in the face with a brick. You know, like if I was here at church and I didn't like something you do, and I'm like, Ray, that's it. I don't like what you said. I'm going to hit you in the face with a brick. That doesn't sound like that, does not. That's not what a mature person does. When you're a kid, you're like, I'm going to throw a rock at you. You know, no one's coming down Linda Street. (laughs) No one. That was for Layla. So abiding in Christ, being accountable, means taking responsibility for how we show up in life. You take responsibility for how you show up. If you're looking like a hot mess all the time, that's your responsibility to figure out how to put that fire out. And what do I need to do? Because when when, when we are out of accountability to Christ, it gets real messy. And you'll, you'll notice that people don't want to be around that mess because it's stinky, right? So when we come back into the presence of God, immediately his nature is there. His goodness starts showing. We start having goodness. Without accountability, we are just slaves to our behavior. Why do you think there's addiction? I would not want to pay $7 for cigarettes. That's a, I mean, it becomes an addiction. I'm thinking, you know how much if I did that every day? Because it... We become slaves to our addiction. Food, I become a slave to chocolate. You put it in front of me, I have a problem. You know what I mean? Without being accountable to Christ, we become slaves to our behavior. Whether it's lying, or whether it's, you know, abusing a substance, or whether it's, you know, gossiping, or whether it's our temper. We don't even realize that we can't even control that anymore. Because we have no one to be accountable to. And we don't need to be like, will you be my accountability partner? Will you be my accountant? You know what I mean? I don't need someone saying, Sarah, don't do this, don't do this. Because when I'm accountable to Christ, I know who he is and what he wants for me. I don't have to have a thousand people. If you have a lot of people that have to keep you in line, you need to check and see who you're really accountable to. If someone always has to come up and correct you continuously... Who are you accountable to? Not Christ. Probably not anybody. You got your old self flaring out there like one of those things, doing whatever it wants. You know? Without accountability, we just become slaves. I don't want to be a slave. I don't want to be a slave to my behavior. I don't want to feel like I can't have a conversation without blowing up, right? Does that, you know, because after that you always feel like, oh, well, 
you know. I just put my whole leg in my mouth, not just my foot, you know. I don't want to be a slave to living like that. When we have habits, they create behaviors, and the behaviors is what we look like. That is who everyone sees who we are and who we become. So I want good habits that create goodness, and my behavior is good behavior. You know, I'm doing things that are profitable for my life. And when people see me, that's what they see. And because there's goodness, that means they're seeing Christ. So we're going to take time to nourish our spirit. Explore and expand who you are in Christ. If you're like, I do not know, there is a thousand... If you have a smartphone, you can know a lot about Jesus. The Bible is right on... You can get the Bible. You can be like, okay, how would he act in this situation? I don't know. You can find out. He gave you freedom to be able to explore that. You live in a country where you have freedom to be able to be like, I want to be accountable to you, Christ. I want to be in your presence. Let him shape your future because he's got a lot bigger better plans. He has more value than you have for yourself. More value than anybody, more value than your parents have for you. His love goes beyond even a mother's love. He's more vicious towards the enemy than a mama bear. His love for us does not change. And when we become accountable to him, his goodness, his nature begins to show in our lives. Let's pray.